We are good to go with more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Here we go, off and running with you on a Wednesday. Some people call it hump day. We used to, but around here now we call it Wednesday because Beaver likes the term Wednesday as opposed to hump day. And we like, we're like we just in the people-pleasing business. That's what we're doing around here. Welcome in, in the middle of the day on this Wednesday. I can't tell just on first glance, if anybody is really interested in the games this weekend or not, on first glance, how interested are you? How big old boy are you? Well, let me know. There's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. Hey to everybody today on the live stream. Hey on YouTube, on Facebook. How y'all doing? Uh, thanks for tuning in on the live stream over there. Uh, you can look them up if you ever wanted to check out the live stream. It's at Radio Wyatt, and it's a good way to comment. You can drop a comment there in the comments section it pops up and uh, we can make it part of the show on the murray west live thread for example debbie on facebook says hey matt and beef well back at you debbie hey to you thanks for being a part of the show today you can also text and call Uh, those numbers are on the screen for you if you are watching and if you're listening i'm going to give those to you coming up in just a bit but first He is Beave. And uh, he's here to drop some knowledge on you. Hey, Beaver. So Hey Matt White. You tell me you reach a certain age where your your texts with your friends switch from like sports and ball games to like shoes that are comfortable. Is that what you <laughs> Yes. So just about 30, 30 minutes ago. Up to about 10 minutes ago, within the walls of the Bro City text group, we're texting about, because I was asking a friend of mine about his Hoka shoes, which appear to be all the rage these days, Right. and I was asking him to tell me about them. Give me a give me a review. Like, are they light? Are they really that good? What what all that business? And then I realized after we were we had this conversation, I said, "Man, remember when we used to talk about nothing but music and football? <laughs> and now we're having a detailed conversation about specialty shoes for yeah. our old feet." <laughs> hey, yeah, the kinds of considerations, right? How thick are their soles? Because you know, I can't be walking around on thin-soled shoes, right? I mean. Yeah. You start having those conversations, we've reached a new level, a new point in life. That's pretty interesting. Now, you, you call it Bro City. Who named it Bro City? What is that all about? Oh, it's just a group of, uh, let's see, some of my oldest friends from, a couple of them are from, one's from junior high, one's from the early days of high school. And one's from the later days of high school. So anyway, I've known yeah. them all for like 20, 20 plus years. And yeah, that's yeah, it's great. just bro city. Just a city of bros. Yeah. Do you call each other bro in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Like I <laughs> I seriously. So Casey is the name of the, the person who I was asking about the shoes. And when I need to know something, I said, attention, 
Like like I was like I'm sending a letter or a fax. Attention, so and so. I'll say attention, bro Casey, or attention, bro Bailey. <laughs> That's great. Like it's almost like in church. You know, I grew up in Baptist churches, so and we would have like brother Joe and brother Don and brother Billy, and you know, we never had sisters, but we had brothers. Like the pastor was brother this and brother that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> kind of, sort of. It's like the modern iteration of it. Well, that's good. Yeah, and he's right. You know, you reach a point in life. Let me tell you something else, too. You reach a, also a point in life. Not everybody does. I mean, but if you get married and, you know, start a family, you're going to reach a point in life where trick-or-treating is much different, okay, than it used to be. Obviously, as a kid, you really look forward to it because you're going to get a sack full of candy. Now, I will tell you this. I've discovered something, and I observed it again last night. I don't think kids nowadays <laughs> – now, listen, <laughs> sidestep here just for a second. Beaver, did you hear that phrase, that qualifier I just threw out there? Kids these days. <laughs> I don't think that kids these days – see, that's another level. Okay, texting your buddies about comfortable shoes so that the, you, you don't hurt your feet. And making statements that sound like this. Kids these days, man. <laughs> okay, but seriously, though, they don't appreciate getting a sack full of candy on Halloween the way we did as a kid because they get candy all the time. That's my theory. It ain't no big deal to them. There's candy everywhere. When I was a kid, all right, getting a sack full of candy trick-or-treating was a big deal. Because there was really no other time of year you came home with a sack full of candy and your parents said, all right, feel free, just dive in. It was like the one time of year you did that. <laughs> candy, candy. Now, it's like whatever. <laughs> but <clears throat> anyway, so I think it's a little bit different. Oh, and I got to tell you, I got a buddy of mine. I won't tell you who it is because if I did, some of y'all would know. <laughs> but he's got... He got some young'uns, and one of them goes Halloween trick-or-treating last night. Well, he's telling me what happened, and the kid got separated from his friends. Friends show back up at the house. <clears throat> he's like, well, where's, and he calls, like, where is he? They said, I don't know. He went off by himself. So after a little bit, the kid comes home. He's by himself. <laughs> and he's frustrated and kind of mad. And they said, what happened? And the kid goes, well, they were being wishy-washy on whether they wanted to go knock on doors, and I just left them. I went knocking on doors by myself. They said, well, how'd it go? And two things apparently happened, okay? The kid reported that because of his costume, his Halloween outfit, I think it was something SpongeBob-related, he didn't have a whole lot of flexibility, couldn't really use his hands too well, and he couldn't see very well. So two, he said two things happened. One, some little kid came up and started kicking him, and he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> he couldn't bend. He couldn't really reach him. Couldn't see him all that well. He says, I couldn't really defend myself. He said, and then later I had some candy, and kids were coming up and taking the candy out of my bucket, and I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't reach it with the other hand. I couldn't really see that good. And the kid said, this was the worst Halloween ever. <laughs> So that's another thing I learned last night, second, third hand, by hearing it from someone else. 
Regarding Halloween costumes, if you're going to go trick-or-treating, you might want to consider visibility and flexibility. Otherwise, you get beaten up and robbed by other trick-or-treaters. And there ain't anything you can do about it. Okay, so there's your report. Uh, Danny, he's in on the Murray West live thread. Murray West, speaking of thread, you need anything sewn? You need your logo sewn onto, embroidered on anything? Shirts, hats, jackets, uh, items. Uh, contract embroidery company here in Mississippi since 1996. They do the best work. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you need stuff embroidered and shipped back to you, go there. Trust me, all right? Go to murraywest.com. If it's for your business, your church, your brand, your school, your team, team gear. Go look at some of the folks that they work with and for at murraywest.com. Go to the bottom. You'll see it there. Prairie Wildlife, Genteel, Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics. Um, I'm just telling you, just about every high school in the state sending them their stuff to get it embroidered. Uh, I was up there a couple of weeks ago, and they were doing a whole bunch of uh, Brandon stuff, the big Brandon B that kind of looks like the, the Boston B. Uh, so anyway, you need stuff embroidered. That's where you go. Trust me. And you can find them online at murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y. Danny commented on YouTube, said, Hail State, Matt. Have a great show today. Thanks, Danny. Regarding the shoes and the comfort, JS290 says you need one with wide toe. It says wide toe box. <laughs> See? We're getting old now. We're having these conversations. The most comfortable shoes. All right. Let's hit it on the uh, country pleasing text line. Oh, by the way, here, here, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Beaver, you haven't even heard this. This is even news to you. This time tomorrow, Thursday, November 2nd, this time tomorrow, I'll be broadcasting this show live from Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence, right there in the new butcher shop and you know, a little lunch spot and restaurant. Can't wait. I last time I was in there, I saw it when you know they basically finished the construction, but it wasn't quite ready and open yet. And so we'll be there tomorrow for two hours doing the show. So if y'all are in the area, come on down to Country Please and Country Meat Packers in Florence tomorrow, twelve to two, and hang out with us. Say hello, get something to eat, and uh, looking forward to that. Cannot wait. See y'all at Country Please. And all right, the number to text the Country Please and text line eight eight five three seven seven six. 601 number 885-3776. Another way to remember the text line is 885-ESPN. Patches texts the show, says the West will be decided this weekend. Very important weekend for the SEC. So, yeah, um, so how so, Patches? I mean, I can see it. But I wonder if there's something that I that I don't see. Say it'll be decided this weekend. I know that, you know, Ole Miss has Georgia remaining on the schedule. So maybe what you're saying is that it comes down to either LSU or Alabama. You know, if you're automatically giving LSU, giving Ole Miss a loss to Georgia, that would give them two losses: one to Bama, one to Georgia. Um, but, you know, maybe that's. Ken, how you feel about it? You know, it's either going to be LSU or Alabama. I don't know. Um, I was a little wishy-washy yesterday. You know, we had some folks here on the show who messaged in or commented and said, you know, Alabama's going to stomp LSU. And, 
you know, certainly, I mean, it may happen. And you could obviously find ways and reasons to talk about Alabama winning. But I think LSU has a chance to win it. I mean, I know they beat them last year, but I know it's different. Year after you've beaten Saban, not many people come back and do it again. I know it's different in Tuscaloosa, but, I mean, I just think LSU is capable. I really do. A lot of it hinges on their quarterback. And you find a few explosive plays in the pass game, and, and, man, anything is possible in that game. I just expect it to be close. Okay, Maybe it won't be. We'll see. But that's kind of what I'm thinking going in. You get a close game in the fourth quarter, really anything can happen. You know, you get a close game in the fourth quarter between two really good teams. Who cares who predicted what? Because <laughs> it could bounce. The ball could bounce one way, and it's no way to predict that. White Denzel, you're right. He texts the show, says the weather is fantastic. He says, now I just need some gumbo with some country-pleasing sausage, and I'll be feeling all right. Have, have you or anyone else, Denzel, tried making, like, gumbo, red beans and rice, stuff like that, with that new crawfish and pork-flavored sausage they have at country-pleasing? I'm telling you, it would be perfect for it. If you haven't tried it already, do that. In fact, Come down there tomorrow. We'll be doing the show from 12 to 2 at Country Meat Packers, where Country Pleasing comes from, right there in Florence on Highway 49. Uh, new butcher shop open, places to sit, eat, all that stuff. Um, come over there and get some of the crawfish sausage. Take it home. Eat it over the next week, and then come back to me with a report. I'd love to hear what you think. Scott texts the show. He says that he is pretty interested in the game. That's why I said earlier, I said, you know, I can't. Just, just glancing. I don't know if it's just my circle. I say circle. I don't really have a circle. Just you know, my radar of who I've bumped into this week and who we've talked to. But whether it's out, you know, running into folks trick or treating last night, um, you know, listening to other things, just random conversations. I can't get a feel for it. It just kind of feels like a lot of people are not necessarily as plugged into the games as they are this time of year. I, it's just. Just a basic observation. But Scott texts the show and says, pretty interested in the games. Uh, he's going to be in Oxford for the A&M Ole Miss game. Interested in seeing how LSU-Alabama turns out and hope the dogs can put it on Kentucky. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, you do have Bama-LSU. I think it's a toss-up. It could absolutely go either way. There is no outcome you could predict anywhere on the spectrum that would that I would say would be a shock. Alabama blows out LSU. Well, I could see that happening. LSU blows out Alabama. Sure, I could see it happening. Anything in between. Yeah, it's possible. You know, so I'm not sure anything would really surprise me in that one. I I, I hope it's a good game and interesting. Uh, A&M and Ole Miss, you know, the thing about that one, I, I just kind of chalk it up as a win for Ole Miss. Certainly stranger things have happened, you know, than a, a talented team like an Arkansas who – very highly recruited certain positions, especially like defensive line, who hasn't put it all together and they've had an injury at quarterback and all this, and they're not ranked, and then all of a sudden go have some great game and knock off a top-10 team. Uh, but I just don't see it. You know, Ole Miss' is, offense has been good all year, but it's been, you know, particularly good at home. So, you know, I like Ole Miss a lot in, in, the, in that particular game. And State and Kentucky, you know, I will say for all of State's troubles, one encouraging thing probably going into this for a lot of the fan base, if they look closely and see it, is that 
this year several times after a really bad performance, they came back and had a better one uh, the following week. You know, when you look at home performance against LSU, it was just horrible. Just just didn't even really – was totally not ready to play that game. The next week on the road at South Carolina, you were much more ready to play. You didn't win it. Should have. It's a bad loss. But they, they were more ready to play. Then you, you play really poorly against Alabama, kind of get overwhelmed, and they were a little bit better the next week, right? You were better coming out of the open date, and now you've played really poorly again against Auburn. And so maybe the idea or the chance is that this is the bounce back. You play bad one week, they'll play better this week. If you play better this week, um, maybe a little more competent on offense, a few more first downs, another score here. You know, defense, you know, play really hard. Maybe you can stay in that game and, and figure out a way to beat them. The problem is that home or away, the the capable quarterbacks that State has faced this year have all gone out and put up career no, numbers with the lone exception being K.J. Jefferson of Arkansas, and their coaches felt like it was egregious enough to go ahead and fire somebody the next day. Uh, and everybody else has put up career, you know, well, single game, you know, superlatives against State's defense. So they got to avoid that for this Leary kid who's a good athlete and a prospect and everything who transferred to Kentucky to play quarterback. He transferred in there from NC State. Devin Leary has played in this stadium before. Well, he was the North Carolina State quarterback in, what, 21 when they came and played a non-conference game in Davis-Wade Stadium earlier in the year. PT for MSU Texas show and said, I got to eat all my kids' almond joys last night because they hate coconut. Highlight of my day. <laughs> I think I didn't like coconut as a kid, but boy, do I love it now. <laughs> I mean, I really do. Uh, games to keep an eye on this weekend. Of course, State's hosting Kentucky. You've got uh, Ole Miss hosting Texas A&M. Southern Miss is hosting Louisiana Monroe. Hey, speaking of the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe, I'd like to give a shout-out and a pat on the back and a tip of the cap to Miriam Prince, high school basketball star, and she is, uh, over the last couple of days, committed to uh, go play for Louisiana Monroe. She's going to go to college and play college basketball there at ULM, and I saw it on Facebook. Really proud of her. She's fought through a lot of adversity and injuries there at Leak Academy and, and is a heck of a player and going to get to go and play. And She was all smiles, and her dad, Philip, better known as a godfather, he's all smiles. Yeah. So congrats to the Prince family, particularly Miriam. Had a rough go of it with a rough injury, and it's coming through on the other side. She's going to be just fine. Uh... What else we got? Nick texts the show. What did he say? Talking about candy. He said that's because the only candy that we got growing up came from the rack in the grocery store by the baseball cards or the Werther's original from Grandma's house. <laughs> that's a good that's another thing probably too. Beaver and I were discussing earlier these these benchmarks in your life where you realize you have you've hit another stage of age. One is you know, you're no longer having text conversations with your buddies about football and music it's comfortable shoes 
<laughs> stuff like that, right? Like how to grill something, you know. That's one. Another one is what I did, and I start sentences with, man, these kids these days. Well, okay, now you've reached enough. Okay, well, Nick, you've also reached another one where the stuff that you, the candy that you used to not want or like. When you were a kid, somebody gave you like that original Werther's candy, you were like, yeah, now you love it. Now you'll buy a whole bag of them just for yourself. Keep them in the glove box of the glove compartment of the car. Instead of gloves, you got Werther's in there. <laughs> yeah, you know you're getting old. Rebel Greg texts the show. What's up, Greg? He says, uh, Beaver, as a UPS employee who is on his feet all day, my feet used to kill me until about a year ago. He says, that he says I switched to Hoka's, and it is definitely a game changer. Ah. See, but the, the that particular brand of shoe, Beaver, am I right? It's a popular thing. It's not like old folks' shoes. It's a popular shoe. So, I mean, you got that going for you. <laughs> All right. I'm looking for the report tomorrow, Denzel. Y'all, he said he's going to get some of that country-pleasing crawfish and pork sausage. He's going to make gumbo with it. And he's going to do it tonight. So maybe tomorrow we can get a report. If you got any leftovers, bring it. Come see me. I'll be there at Country Meat Packers 12 to 2 tomorrow broadcasting the show. So come by say hello. More of your comments, your texts coming up. Just getting started with you. On this Wednesday, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me. crave your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Um. Alright, back with you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Uh... Debbie, you're right. Tomorrow we're going to be doing this radio show from live from Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence and at uh, Country Pleasing there. And she said, you're going to be so full leaving there, you're going to need a nap and a driver. <laughs> it's a good point. I probably ought to uh, skip breakfast in the morning maybe. And the other thing too is like I need to take a cooler with some room in it because I'm always loading up on stuff when I go there bringing it back, put it in the freezer. So, uh, yeah, that's good advice. Thanks for the comment. On the Murray West live thread on the live stream. So just type one in, Facebook or YouTube right there. Danny on YouTube says, rumor is Parsons may play Saturday. Yeah, any thoughts? Well, you touched, touched on this a little bit yesterday. I I, I think that's great. Um, you know, I would think that there's... You know, there's two things you consider in that kind of thing, okay? And it is, number one, you know, does he give you a better chance to win? Is Do you have a freshman or some young guy who actually gives you a better chance of winning at this point in their development? And maybe he didn't feel that way two weeks ago during the open date. And maybe he didn't feel like that earlier in the year 
But maybe you feel that way now. <clears throat> Coaches have to decide that they're watching practice every day, so they know. And that is because, you know, you got to be fair to everybody on the team, right? <clears throat> and if you got one guy who's a little more capable in some areas, sometimes in other instances you may have matchups that are favorable. But the other part of it is there's an element of getting some experience and some reps going at some point because, I mean, this could be your guy real soon, like real soon, depending on how things fall. So I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I'd love to see him get a chance to play. Um, I think he's got a really bright future. So, yeah, I, you know, as, as far as thoughts on whether he will or won't play, I have no earthly idea on that. It's totally up to the, to the coaches, obviously. Uh, MSU, MSU fan 605 said, do you see improvements going forward with MSU the way we can't put a game together through four quarters? At Auburn example of that, right? Poor first half, much better second half. Some of that, I mean, MSU fan 605, remember this. I'm not taking anything away from State's effort in the second half. They were much better in the second half against Auburn than they were in the first I mean, just look at defense. Defense, they gave up 300 yards in the first half. They gave up like half of that in the entire second half, about 150 yards or whatever it was in the second half. Um, only allowed a field goal in the second half. But also, some of that was Auburn pulled back also to run clock and protect the ball. When, when they ju- Auburn hadn't played an SEC team where they put up 300 yards and a half this year. Auburn hadn't been up 24-3 on an SEC team at half this year. And so what they did is they know themselves very well, and they've been a, a, a kind of a poor offense. And so they sort of pulled back, and why take any chances? You know, why put it in the air and give yourself a chance too much and give yourself a chance to, to give them to give State free possessions when they're trying to mount a comeback? you got a 24-3 lead, and they can't move the ball. we got to do is run some plays and punt. And we're going to win. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So some of the defensive second half you know, improvement was because Auburn was trying to put the game on ice early. It's just the truth. I'm not saying that they were totally playing not to, to lose the whole second half. They weren't. But it, certainly when you have that kind of lead, it affects your play calling. I mean, there's just no question about that. Also, on the Murray West Live thread. Keith said, Matt, wasn't Mike Wright the main quarterback last year when Vanderbilt beat Kentucky having a big day running the ball? Yeah, um, and let's see. That was an upset in Lexington, I believe it was. I'll see if I can find it for you. Um, and look up that game for last year. But I think you're right. seems like Wright had a big day running the ball against Kentucky in uh, in Lexington. And... I don't remember the score or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, overall, this this may be um, this may be taking the conversation, you know, a different angle than you really wanted to go with it. But and I know you know this, but see, that's the thing. That's a here's Mike Wright that's forced into playing a whole bunch of snaps because of the injury to Will Rogers. But you're fortunate in that, and this is what the transfer portal can do for you pretty obvious they didn't transfer Mike Wright in there to take over the team and be the starter, right? 
Well, so you have a guy who comes in who's won games in the SEC as a starter. Prior to getting the state, he had, I think it's 20 starts. 10 one year, 10 the next. He never had a full 12 starts in either year, but he started 10 games one year. He started 10 the next. 20 starts, 2,000 passing, uh, a 2-1 to touchdown interception. So, I mean, it's not like he hadn't been through it before. And you're fortunate in that way. And no, it you hadn't set the woods on fire doing anything offensively with him, but the truth about it is you didn't set the woods on fire with Will Rogers out there either. Yeah, all right. So last year, Vandy beat him in Lexington 24-21. to That was late in the year, middle of November, in fact. I guess uh, maybe there were only a couple of games after that. Mike Wright in the game for Vandy against Kentucky last year was 12 of 23 passing, 184 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But running the ball, Mike had 11 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown, a long run of 59, averaged over 11 yards a carry. And Vandy had Wright with 126 and had Ray Davis, the running back, with 129. Vandy rushed for 264 yards against Kentucky in that game last year. And, uh, you know, like you say, led by led by Wright and Ray Davis. Um, Drew says on Facebook, is Rodgers for sure out again? I don't know that he is. You know, I, it, the impression that I have been under for really even the last couple of weeks when he's missed a game is that it genuinely is sort of a day-to-day type of thing of, hey, let, how is he today? Is he, is he good yet? You know you know what I mean? Can he go? i got to fly in here. And, and then, if you, you know, you get, the, you get the, the gladiator deal. You either get the thumbs up. Or you get the thumbs down on any particular day. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Did you host a watch party, viewing party for the release of the college football playoff rankings? They're releasing them later now than they used to. Uh, your top five are all undefeated, 8-0. and oh. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, Georgia. I'm going to kill this fly. Hang on, here he is. He's on the microphone. Number two, Georgia, 8-0. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Florida State. Number five, Washington. Uh, so those are your top five, all 8-0. Um, <clears throat> Ole Miss is in the next five, 7 through 10. Seven is te- or six through 10. Six is Oregon. Seven, Texas. Eight, Alabama. Nine, Boomer Sooner, Oklahoma. And 10, Ole Miss. So that's your next group. Somebody said that... Um, posted that Alabama being ranked eighth in the initial college football playoff poll is the lowest they've ever been ranked in the college football playoff poll. (laughs) How about that? Other notables. How about Missouri in there at number 12? They're 7-1. See, that's how they do you. That's how they do you in the SEC. They come out with the first playoff poll, you're seven and one. They put you in there at number twelve, knowing good and well you're fixing to lose to Georgia this weekend, the number two team 
Okay, and in spite of it being Georgia's number two, they're really good. You lose to them, they'll drop you from 12 down to about, oh, I don't know. Let's just put them at 22 and make them happy. That's what they're going to do. Drop them 10 spots. <clears throat> That's how they do you. You got LSU at 14. You got Tennessee at 17. And uh, Tulane at 24. Got him. Got him. Wrong place, wrong time, Mr. Fly. I'll teach you to crawl on my microphone during a radio show. <laughs> That's how I do. See, I trash talk after I kill them. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see what we've got here. Country please and text line. Unnamed texter says, regarding candy, remember certs? Those mints that came in a roll? He said, I remember Mama used to have an all-you-can-eat buffet of them in her purse at the First Baptist Church. Just kept giving them to us, probably, so we'd shut up and listen to the preacher. <laughs> yes, certs. Yep, I sure do. And just like you, like my dad would always have a roll of certs in his pocket. They were, they were mints to make your breath smell better. And I'd say, hey, Dad, you got any candy or gum or anything? He'd give me a cert. I don't want that. I don't, why would I want that? Uh, we've all been there. What about when your grandma gives you, a, you say, can I have a piece of gum? And she tears off some, like a quarter of it. That's just enough gun, gum to kind of make you mad right there. Yeah, and it's Chris Parson, not Parsons. We do that with Mullins and all these different names, don't we? All right. Rolling along with you here, middle of the week. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Hey. Back with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Let's see, Don. Oh, Don, Don on Facebook, he's on the Murray West live thread. He says, Matt, is there another way to listen besides Facebook? I'm in Tennessee. But, Don, can you not listen or, like, watch the stream on Facebook in Tennessee? Well, I, what I would tell you, Don, is, I mean, there is. It streams on YouTube. Uh, I stream it on Twitter. Well, it's now X. Okay? X. And it's just Radio Wyatt there. It streams there. You can, you can listen to the audio stream online uh, every day at thezone1059.com. Just go there and click listen live, and it pops up and starts playing. So that'd be a way to do it. Thanks for tuning in. I saw a kid last night dressed up like Lane Kiffin for Halloween. He had a visor, like a headset, you know, in his Ole Miss pullover, and like a call sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he went as Lane Kiffin to, uh, to Halloween. And I talked to him. I said, I talked to the kid. I said, hey, there's Lane Kiffin right there. And I know he heard me, and he, he wouldn't talk to me. Like, I don't know if I made him nervous. or They were like, don't talk to strangers before he left, which is probably good advice. But 
What is it with kids these days? <laughs> See, that's the second time I've done that. Man, these kids these days. What is it, sure enough, what is it with kids these days that they won't look you in the eye and they won't talk to you? <laughs> oh, that's just me? That's just my experience? The whole talk to you thing, I get it. I mean, it's, a, it's hard for kids to talk to grown-ups and stuff, but at least, like, make an eye contact. Have we stopped teaching kids to, res to show respect and to look people in the eye? <clears throat> but I digress. Uh, country Pleasing Text Line. We will be doing this show tomorrow live from Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence there at the new butcher shop. I can't wait. I'm going to come home smelling like barbecue. <laughs> I'm going to walk in the door and the cats are going to go, where you been? All right. Uh, is this state grad 98? I thought he was, I thought he was in here. Already a state grad 98. Maybe it's a different state grad 98. Uh, yeah, he's reminded us, okay, it's Chris Parson, not not Parsons. Uh, he says, also, is there any chance that you could get Coach Jackie Wayne Sherrill to join your show this week? Uh, and will you be on the field to celebrate the 98 team? Yeah, uh, I will. So in the past, what I've done, we've had these reunions for a, something like that, is I get to – like leave the radio booth at a, whatever particular time that is, go down, join up with them. We go out on the field, maybe get recognized as a team, and then I just make my way back up. And uh, that'll be during the game. Yeah, and I'll reach out to Coach Cheryl. He's kind of a busy guy this week. I know some travel involved too, but I want to say also uh, – I saw it on Facebook. He's going to be somewhere in Starkville meeting and greeting earlier in the day. And then we have a a team, former team, former player tailgate at like 3 o'clock somewhere there outside of the stadium. And then for me, like you have the radio broadcast. Well, the game actually begins at 6.30, but the radio broadcast will begin two hours before kickoff, which would be 4.30. So it's good for me. I'll have my family with me, and we'll be able to enjoy all of that together. So looking forward to it. Yeah, and it really is a fault of mine. I don't do very many, like a like a ton. I certainly don't do daily interviews on this show, and so therefore I'm not sort of in a in a work mode each day where I'm I'm looking for interviews to line those things up. So that'd be my fault on that stuff. No one else's. Real unnamed texture said, "Rest in peace, fly." Yep, killed him. He was crawling around on my microphone a while ago, so we got him. Res Dog Texas Show, and he says, I'm guessing the rumor about Parson playing Saturday came from MySpace. He says, no way Parson plays Saturday. <laughs> yeah, MySpace, I have not seen, I, I mean, I just looked at it there on your text, on the Country Pleasing text line, the word MySpace with the M and the S capitalized the way it used to, and I'm just looking at it going, wow, I hadn't seen that in forever. It's like finding an air ahead. Look, ooh, look. He said MySpace. <laughs> MySpace? You talk about something you'd forgotten about. Uh, 
Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona, Texas show. And he says, ha ha, he says, we didn't get those luxurious mints from Mama to make us shut up in church. She just hauled off and flicked us right in the ear and gave us that look. <laughs> yeah, don't be acting up. Those old school folks will teach you a lesson quick. Um, old Tackle Texas show says, what do we know about Woody's availability? Well, again, okay, it's like this, honestly. Like if I knew 100% he's in or 100% he's out, I probably, the only way I would know that is if I was either at practice observing it, which is a privilege of, you know, being like radio crew or former player or whatever, or they would have told me, but in either case, I wouldn't feel good about disclosing it. But the honest answer is neither of those has happened. <laughs> I hadn't seen it practice he is or isn't, and I haven't been told he is or isn't, so I don't know. I know he's really important to them. And I still contend that we go back to those two key plays last week. In the heart of the game, that would have made a big difference. One is the third down where they stopped you, and it should have been a give on the read by the quarterback, but he pulled it. Another one was the fourth down where it should have been a give on the read, but he pulled it. Both times they got you. And both times I think if Woody Marks is on the field, there would have been no deciding to pull it because everybody would have known, he, he better get this ball. And you just give it to him and live with it. And it, I think it makes a difference. Now, there's always the possibility that if Woody's on the field, the defense is very much keying on him. But, you know, maybe they change the way they play it. But I think he's really important for State. I think he's their best offensive player. And it's just, you know, it's such a shame that he has not gone through a, a year fully healthy. I don't know, ever. And, and, Part of it is, I think, his running style. You know, Woody, when you've watched, since the day he got there as a true fre freshman, I didn't see a high school film of him or anything. But from the day he got to state, there is no avoiding contact or even taking it on to soften it. There, he just goes right into it, barrels right into it forwards, backwards, upside down, airborne, whatever, he's full force into the contact. He's just, there is no, you know, I mean, some backs are excellent at they never give you a clean shot on them. No matter how fast you're running, how good an angle you've taken, how much you've squared them up, and you think, I'm finally going to get to pop this guy, at the last minute, it's one little step or sh pause or shrug, and it's soft. He takes it soft, he rolls out of it, and he gets up having fallen forward for two more yards. Woody's getting extra yards at the end of every play and has for four or five, four years, but it's because he barrels right into anything, head first, body first. There is no avoiding anything. Just take it on full force. <laughs> and bless his heart, man, he's, he's just banged up. Okay, so it is the same state grad 98. He said he just hadn't been able to get his old phone back since his wreck. Okay, gotcha. Well, appreciate you letting us know. And I am glad you're back and been thinking about you and have had you written down here on the prayer card, and I hope that uh, you are.
progressing. I really do. It looks like you are. I'm glad you're hanging in there. I'm, good, I'm glad to hear from you also. Uh, a couple of messages here before we hit the break on the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y, murraywest.com, contract embroidery company here in Mississippi. No matter where, you know, you need your logo embroidered on anything. That's where you go. Beer Slayer said, Matt, do you see Zach changing up the defense a little by doing different kinds of blitzes and bringing different players from different positions? Well, yeah, Beer Slayer, and that's what they have been doing. That's what they've been doing. It's just I think they've had times where they, for whatever reason, they didn't feel like they could cover, and so you have to play more zone coverage than you do man. See, when you play man coverage, it frees up more people. But they they do even, I mean, finding exotic ways to try to disguise coverage, uh, to bring blitz from different looks and try to confuse pass protection, that's not an issue for State. They do as much or more of that than anybody else, and it has worked really well for them over the years. Not necessarily this year, but over the years. All right, that'll wrap it up for Hour 1. Hour 2 coming up in the books right after this. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. All across the great state of Mississippi. Stick around. 